0: Amen. Good morning, and thanks so much to Nancy Dehrer for reading this morning's Scripture text. Before we reflect on their meaning for our lives, let's pause for a moment of prayer. O gracious Lord, we have gathered for worship as we are in the midst of this Advent season. As we wait and prepare for the coming of our Lord this Christmas, we pray that your Holy Spirit might be with us to shape us and mold us into the kind of people who are ready to receive him, and then to be your people in the world. We ask these things in Christ's name, amen. So this Advent toward Christmas season, we're sharing a worship series at Christ Church entitled Christmas Movie Classics. In this series, we're using themes from some of the classic Christmas movies that all of us love to watch to help us get ready to celebrate the birth of Christ. We began our journey last Sunday with the 1983 Christmas classic, A Christmas Story. In our time together, we learned that What most of us hope for this Christmas is not a Red Ryder BB gun, but someone who can walk with us and remind us we're not alone. Someone who can remind us there's a power greater than us that's in control. Someone who can remind us that we are loved unconditionally and someone who can give us peace, which is a nice tie into the second movie in our series. It's entitled Scrooge. Scrooge is based on the 1863 Charles Dickens story A Christmas Carol and if you've seen the movie you know the main character is a miserly old man by the name of Ebenezer Scrooge a man who's absolutely has no peace in his life because of this he hated Christmas which celebrated the coming of the Prince of Peace and it responded to every heartfelt Merry Christmas with a cold and angry bah humbug so why was Ebenezer Scrooge such a miserable man why didn't he have any peace in his life? Why did he hate Christmas? I believe it was because he suffered from a terrible condition, a condition I like to call Scroogeitis. It's a condition that can make people who have it bitter, spiteful, callous at this time and really any other time of the year. If you know the story, however, you know that something happens to Scrooge one Christmas Eve. He receives a visit from the ghost of his dead business partner, Jacob Marley. Marley's concerned about Scrooge's condition. He's concerned about Scrooge's soul. So he tells Ebenezer Scrooge that three spirits will visit him in the night. Three spirits that can help him discover the cause, the consequences, and the cure for his condition. This morning, I'd like for us to take a look at these three spirits that visit Ebenezer Scrooge. I'd like us to think about how these spirits help him overcome his condition. And I'd like us to think about how they can help any of us who may have a touch of scrooge overcome our condition as we approach Christmas this Advent season. So the first spirit to visit Ebenezer Scrooge that night was the Spirit of Christmas Past. Now the job of the Spirit of Christmas Past is to help Ebenezer Scrooge understand the cause of his scrooge To do this, she takes him on a journey through the formative years of his life. Now the journey includes some good memories, some happy times. There were the wonderful years that Ebenezer spent as an apprentice to a man by the name of Mr. Fizzywig. And there was the relationship that he had with the love of his life, a young woman by the name of Belle. But there were also some painful memories. There's a heartbreaking moment when, as a 12-year-old boy, Scrooge's father abandons him. And there's the horrible day when Scrooge learned about the untimely death of his sister, Fran, whom he loved dearly. And there was the agonizing moment when Scrooge's fiancée, Belle, broke off her engagement to him because making as much money as possible had become the sole focus of Scrooge's life. So what did the spirit of Christmas past teach Scrooge about the cause of his scroogitis? She taught him that the cause of scroogitis is holding on to the pain of the past. It's caused by the inability to learn from past hurts and failures and then let them go. Can I ask you, do you ever hold on to the past? Do you ever refuse to let the past go? I know I do. Sometimes, I'm like the young monk who was walking through the countryside with an older monk one day. They come upon a beautiful young woman sitting at the edge of the stream and a young woman was upset because the bridge over the stream had been washed out by a storm and she simply couldn't get across. Surveying her situation, the older monk said, we will carry you across the stream. So the two monks locked arms, lifted the young woman up, and carried her across the stream placing her on the other side. Then they continued on their way. After walking in silence for several hours, however, the old monk noticed something. He noticed that the younger monk was agitated. So turning to the young monk, he said, My son, what is wrong? Well, we shouldn't have done what we did back there, the young monk cried. Monks are not supposed to touch women. The older monk smiled and said, "Oh." You're still carrying the young woman in your arms? I put her down five miles back. You see, sometimes we can be like that younger monk, can't we? Sometimes we can be like Ebenezer Scrooge. We don't have peace at Christmas. We don't have peace in our life because we hold on to some pain, some failure, some tragedy, some sin from our past, rather than learn from it and then let it go. The spirit of Christmas past reminds Scrooge and us that when we do this, we're in danger of coming down with scrooge The spirit of Christmas past reminds us that when we hold on to the pain of the past, rather than learn from it and let it go, it will not only rob us of peace at Christmas, it will rob us of peace all year long. This leads to the second spirit that comes to visit Ebenezer Scrooge that night. It is the spirit of Christmas present. Now, the job of the Spirit of Christmas Present is to help Scrooge understand the consequences of Scroogeitis. To do this, he takes Scrooge on a journey through his present life, his present relationships. First, the Spirit shows Scrooge how he's rejected his nephew Fred, the only person who still loves Scrooge and desires a relationship with him. Then, the Spirit reveals the callous attitude attitude that Scrooge has developed toward poor people of London who Scrooge wishes would just die and thus decrease the surplus population. Finally, the spirit forces Scrooge to see how poorly he treats his loyal employee Bob Cratchit and his son Tiny Tim, who is deathly ill. What does the spirit of Christmas present help Scrooge discover? He helps Scrooge discover that holding on to the past to the point that he has no peace has made him a bitter, spiteful, callous old man. And that his scrooge has negatively impacted his life in two important ways. First, it's made Scrooge miserable with himself. As author Maya Angelou once said, bitterness is like a cancer, it eats away at its host. As Harry Emerson Fosdick once said, bitterness can paralyze us and kill our creativity. And that's true, isn't it? For example, I read that when Leonardo da Vinci was working on his famous painting, The Lord's Supper, he got to the point that he finished except for the face of Jesus. He tried, but he just couldn't get it right. Then one day he remembered something. He remembered that he had a fight with a friend that was unresolved. He was still very bitter about this fight, and so he went to the man's home and pounded on the door. When the door opened, Leonardo begged for forgiveness. The two reconciled, and the next morning, when Da Vinci went back to the painting of the Lord's Supper, he was able to paint with great beauty the face of Christ. When we, like Scrooge, have scrooge us because we're holding on to some pain from the past, it can make us miserable people. It can fill us with so much bitterness that we lose our ability to function in a healthy way, to live creative lives. But Scrooge discovered there was a second way his scroogitis had negatively impacted him. He discovered that his scroogitis made him visit his bitterness on other people. He visited his bitterness on his nephew Fred, on his employee Bob Cratchit, on the poor of London. And it had devastating effects on their lives. See, sometimes Scroogitis can make us visit our bitterness, our anger on other people, our family, our friends, our co-workers, even people in need. And when this happens, well, it can have some devastating results. It happened on June 18, 1972. A passenger jet crashed at Heathrow Airport near London. When the black box was recovered, it revealed what had unfortunately happened to the plane. You see, evidently the pilot of the plane was bitter about the way a recent airline strike had been settled. And when the plane took off, the pilot started complaining about it to his crew. The problem was he became so heated, so absorbed in expressing his anger and his bitterness to his crew that he carelessly overcorrected one of the controls. This threw the weight of the plane out of balance and when the pilot tried to re-correct the plane, it was much too late. And it crashed just beyond the runway, killing 118 men, women, and children. See, like that pilot, Scrooge couldn't let go of some past pain. As a result, he was consumed with unresolved anger and bitterness. And when he visited that anger and bitterness on people around him, it had devastating results. The cause of Scroogitis is the failure to let go of some pain of the past. The consequence of Scroogitis can be anger, bitterness, unresolved, which not only impacts negatively our lives, but the lives of other people. This leads to the final point what is the cure for Scroogeitis? It comes with the final spirit that visits Ebenezer Scrooge, the spirit of Christmas yet to come. And the job of that spirit was to show Ebenezer the cure for Scroogeitis, to reveal to him what the future could be would be for Scrooge and those around him. The Spirit showed Scrooge that Tiny Tim would die if Scrooge did not do something to help him. The Spirit showed Scrooge that he would die and people would be happy about it. When Ebenezer Scrooge realizes this, he cries out, Spirit, do these things have to be this way? Is there a way for me to change? Is there time? What Scrooge discovers on this journey with the spirit of Christmas yet to come is that the cure for Scroogitis is the willingness to change. If he'd be willing to change his attitude toward the past, willing to change his behavior in the present, the future could be different, it could be better, it could be filled with peace and hope and joy and love. This need to change reminds me of the Amish boy and his grandparents who went to a mall It was their very first visit to a mall. And while the grandfather was parking the car, the grandmother and grandson walked inside where they saw a machine, a strange machine with two buttons and shiny doors. Now they tried to figure out what it was when a little old man walked up. He pushed one of the buttons and it lit up. And a moment later, the doors slid open and he stepped inside. When the door shut, the lights came on and they heard the machine make a noise. Then a few moments later, the shiny door slid open again and a strapping young man emerged from the room the little man had entered. Stunned, the Amish boy turned to his grandmother and said, Granny, how did that machine change the old man into a young one? I don't know, his granny said, but go get your grandpa. It's a silly story, but it has a point. Scrooge had eyed us because he couldn't let go of the past and it robbed him of the peace and made him a miserable, bitter, callous old man. But the spirit of Christmas yet to come taught him that he could change. He could let go of the pain of the past. He could change his present behavior. He could create a new future for himself and others. He could find peace and become a generous, joyful, loving person, the kind of person God created him to be. And the good news is this, if we have scourgitis, we can change as well. We don't need an elevator or the spirit of Christmas yet to come to do it. What we do need is a relationship with a person. And that person is the babe of Bethlehem, Jesus the Christ, who our faith says is the Prince of Peace. He is the one who has the power to help us change. As Paul says in 2 Corinthians, if anyone is in Christ here, she is a new creation and the old is gone and the new has come. As Paul says in Philippians, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And as Paul says again with Christ, I can forget what lies behind and press on toward the goal that God has for my life. Jesus Christ is the one who can help us change. He can help us learn to let go of the pain of our past. He can help us recognize the presence of bitterness and anger that's unresolved and negatively impacting our lives in the present. He can give us the strength we need to help us create a new future filled with inner peace and make us instruments of peace. So let me ask you, are you suffering from scroogitis this advent season? Is there some pain from your past you can't let go of? Is there unresolved anger or bitterness that's having a negative impact on your life or the lives of people around you? The cure for scroogitis is change. And the one who can help you and help me change is Jesus Christ. And he's coming this Christmas. But we don't have to wait to receive his help at Christmas. We can receive it today. As we celebrate the sacrament of Holy Communion in our homes this morning, the mystical presence of Christ is with us in the bread, in the cup, present to help us to begin to learn from and let go of our painful past. Present to help us begin the process of identifying and healing our unresolved anger and bitterness. Present to help us begin to experience change in ourselves and the possibility of a different future for our lives. Present to cure our scroogitis this advent toward Christmas season so that we might experience hope and joy and love and most of all peace. Thanks be to God for a gift like that. Amen.